0: BLOB TALK RADIO They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: Well, we almost weren't taken away, so I'm glad that we we are sort of (laughs) in the present moment of now.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I think the, the quarantine-slash-shelter-at-home-slash-coronavirus is a little bit like being in Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> but extended with no hope or see, foreseeable point of reference. It keeps telling us, and then it keeps
1: changing. I mean, at least with Mercury Retrograde, we do have sort of like, okay, it's a little period of this. But anyway. Right. But it is yeah. funny, and we do have to stay have a sense of humor. Otherwise, you know, um, they will wind us. They will wind up seeing us on the
2: news, right? Well, yeah. What's that saying? If you don't laugh, you'll just cry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that's pretty much where we're we're at. At least, I, I would say that a lot of people are there. Many are holding up. Many are finding different ways to to, to focus. But it, it doesn't matter there is always one moment where you kind of, oh, yeah. it's going to gonna lose it. So, yeah. yeah but, yeah. so obviously from last week when we did Ask a Witch, <laughs> and now we're back on track with Major Arcana Cards and we're with the Emperor. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously I'm going to ask the same question I ask all the time. It feels good, like it grounds us into our show. Is in mm-hmm. this time frame, which has been a week without a week, so to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> How have you been? What has been happening?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I probably said this last week, but it's um, every day is different um, because now we, my, my household is uh, on Sunday. will be officially through any windows of exposure. So, um, the closer we get to Sunday, the more um, not relaxed, but less stressed I'm feeling about that. I mean, the reality is we're, we're likely all to have to get this at some point, you know? It's just not all getting it at the same time, right? Like, that's the whole point of sheltering in place and all that fun stuff.
1: Um,
2: but I'm, I am like, really afraid of getting sick, so I just have to be, like, transparent about that. That's I, I'm really scared of that. So um, now that we're almost through that window, I'm feeling a little bit better, like that one level of anxiety down, Um, but you know, now like today, my big, well, okay, let me, so so I'm going to just talk for a minute, because I'm realizing I actually have a lot to say, Um, yeah, my partner Guyan and I are writing a book together, Um, so here's, here's some like happy, uplifting things, um, it's a book about rites of passage and modern rites of passage, and we had our um, first set of notes come back from our editor, and they were due two days ago, um, and we just turned them in today. <laughs> so I've been spending a lot of time editing and working on, on that, so I've had like a thing to keep me distracted. Um, and then I have the beauty pinnacle book, which I've talked about before. And I have my final edits for that book that are due on the seventh. So now my next project is to focus on that, but I also have milk and honey, which has been closed for close to a month, almost a month. Um, and there's all of these government programs that are being released to help businesses not close. (laughs) to survive this. Excellent. Yeah. And so I have all of this paperwork that I have to fill out and submit applications. And it's very confusing. Uh, You know, like tax forms and government forms, they are always confusing. And no matter how close you pay attention, you're likely to miss something or do put something in the wrong place or spell something wrong. So I'm feeling kind of I hate this. I'm not good at this. This is not my strong suit. So I usually give this kind of work to someone else who's better, but I have to do all of this. I ha- I can't delegate this to anyone. So I'm feeling the stress and the pressure of, of doing all of this stuff because it's potentially free money for my business. And, you know, I, I gotta take anything I can get right now. So, so it's weird. Like I have, things that are going smooth. I have things to distract me. I have things that are going okay. Um, You know, I'm still worried, like I'm sure everyone on the planet is. Um, You know, and then like yesterday, my my daughter and I dyed my hair pink, so I I did something a little bit fun. Um, Yeah, so you know, it's kind of a little bit all over the place and a little bit of everything, but I think ultimately it's better than it was a week ago, I guess. Good. Good. How are you doing, Elvira?
1: Oh boy, that was, well, okay. So, you know, it's kind of, a it's an interesting experience. Obviously I still have the ability to go in to, um, lucky mojo, um, uh, basically mm-hmm. because I'm sequestered in a, in a room all by myself and, doing. um, some of the things that are necessary for you know what the business is so that is that is part of a good thing um you know in terms of economic flow but also a place you know where you go mm-hmm. um yeah. you are are consistent you know social distancing um but there's you can, from a distance, have a conversation or whatever, but it's, right. it's kind of a, you know, you're, it's interesting, um, <clears throat> so that's one level. That keeps sort of a, a focus, but um, it's interesting you're talking about filling out forms and things. It's very strange. I was just saying this to my roommate, because mm-hmm. he's gone on unemployment, because had Designs' furniture store, obviously, are huge, huge or a chain, right. but um, they basically, you know, that's what he had to do, and that's fine. And and he was talking about having his friend help him through the, the stuff, and I'm sitting here laughing because, and you're talking about forms, because yesterday I spent, oh, I have to say, on the phone to uh, one of the credit card companies for two hours, and... It was, you know, the first thing is, that, can you do this by automation? And I'm like, no, it's a consolidation loan. I need to talk to somebody. I need to go through Right. Something. So um, that was, yeah. so I proceeded to get this off and, and go back and go back. And then finally <laughs> I got into the system by just, you know, a bunch of zeros saying, no, 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 zero, zero, zero. And then they finally threw me into the, the pot. But two hours later, meanwhile, I'm getting on the, the uh, internet, on their site and trying to navigate it, and I mean, I am not computer illiterate. The difference is, is that I am old. I'm old school in so many yeah. ways. So, I've transitioned to paying my bills online through my, you know, checking account, and, and you know, except for the ones that don't take that, and so you know, I have other ways of dealing with that. So. Um, but all this other stuff, it gets kind of annoying and, and upsetting, and that's what I spent yesterday while I was on for hold for two hours, going through this whole thing and finally mastering, because I couldn't find the freaking thing because of, you know, what they wanted, but finally finding it and getting the money transferred, at least set it up so they'll transfer it. They have to um, authorize it, but set it all up or I could have, you know, to my checking account, or I could have gone bill by bill, which if I'd had a person, I would have done that. But at the point I was in, I said, my head is spinning. I am literally, you know, I've hydrated. I've eaten, so I know I'm not." but it was the stress that so started to give me one of those, like, warm, warm kind of feelings
0: that I realized
1: do the thing that is the best to get this completed without all this other stuff, when i did yeah. it it was almost like i felt i should have gotten an a because <laughs> i did it and it happened right um but for me doing those things is um incredibly challenging and i was telling my roommate that and he was looking at me nodding his head because you know he's uh, he's younger than i am by you know a fair amount but it's he's not one to have done this it's not his mm-hmm. his place of choice so um it was interesting, and it, and it presented me with, you know, a, a moment in time of what's happening and where we are. But my right. breakdown came on Saturday of last week, and it was, you know, with all these other things happening and all the the, the intensity, um, it was, you know, a final straw hit, and I just, you know, I sat in a chair and just cried because there was nothing more. And, and unfortunately, because I don't have any human contact, my dogs decided they needed to come up and, and all pile on top of me, which was nice, but it was hard to breathe and cry at the same time with all these dogs piled on me, so but um I think that is you know, where I was at and I know that a lot of people are there and um I mean it's obviously you're gonna be in the situation at least through, you know, the beginning of May.
2: Um, yeah, at least.
1: Yeah. So, But, you know, it's also the things that keep coming up on um, the news and Facebook. And I love my roommate. He's a nice guy. But he tends to get involved with this, and it's kind of like you get battered. So I don't look a lot of, you know, I, I pick a certain amount of time because I noticed you did the same thing when – yeah. I was watching Facebook. <clears throat> you stay on for only a period of time. You go through a news point for only a period of time, but then you yes. stop. because yes,
2: absolutely.
1: it It's not that you don't want to stay current, but, you know, it's a point where it's important to have a sense of space from yeah. everything because, you know, the and especially for people who are spiritual, you know, I mean, I'm talking yeah. not about religious. I'm talking spiritual. I think we, right. we hold a lot of energy. And it was interesting, I actually called my um, teacher, my mentor in um, the Hawaiian yeah. tradition, and she's in Florida. And, of course, she had a few things to say about Florida. Not very nice. Yeah, but bet. Um,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, because of that. But she was saying... um because we were talking and she told me what had happened with her and, and you know, how it has impacted her. And it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But we were talking and it was about the vibration because we handle mm-hmm. this vibration and we are in this, this realm and it's not just a uh, a carny show. Oh, we're two right. and, you know, we're, we we do magic, and, you know, that kind of yeah. shit. It's that you, when you really get into it, you are in it. And if you, if you can keep your energy moving up, right? Keep that energy raised, then what you're doing is you're connecting in a manner of another safety net, of a net of energy. And and I kept going. That's what I'm doing. That's how I'm seeing things. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was nice to have somebody <laughs> to talk to. Number one mm-hmm. to. Commune in this way, and um, it doesn't mean, you know, the negativity is um, all we hear, but we have to remember yeah. um yeah. do other things. And I know we talk about this, and we've done it since this thing started, about, you know, getting out and at least standing outside and breathing the right. air. I'll go out on my front porch um, and just breathe. And when I walk the dogs, yeah. there was a point where I was literally starting. I could feel my energies like. Very unstable, so I started to literally take deep breaths as I walked with these dogs, so that I would be, you know, <laughs> take it in from the ground and mm-hmm. the sky, and you know. But um, yeah, it it um, it's very challenging, and uh, yeah. I did get good news, you know, from my my daughter and Arias, so that was a really nice thing about where they're at. But um, it's hard. It's, yep. it's really hard. So, yeah. you know, um, and of course, it's, I've noticed that, I noticed there's some things going on that we're trying to all connect and we're right. all trying to, you know, engage in um, at least a conversation with somebody that we right. can get to, you know, yeah. I'm gonna say. If we, especially if we are, we live alone, or we are sequestered somewhere else.
2: So, right. Anyway, yeah, it is. It is really interesting times, and you know, you mentioned like our our shelter in place in California has been extended to May third, um, which is funny to me because that means uh, May the fourth, May the fourth, be with you. Be with would be you. Our first day. <laughs> but. Well, honestly, I think it's really likely that our shelter-in-place is going to be extended until June. I think we'll be shelter-in-place all through the month of May um, because one of the things I was reading was um, California's peak is uh, a peak infection day or whatever. It's supposed to be right around April 25th, 26th, but Sonoma County, where we live, is not expected to peak for two more months, and that is maintaining our social distancing so I think it's likely that this is to, is going to be extended. And, you know, we, we um, we're we going to have to, can, even when the shelter in place is lifted, we're going to have to keep social distance. And in the fall, there could be another peak of all of this because of of the way illness tends to be cyclical. So it is, you know, we're still at the very beginning of all of this. And it's, uh, we're, we're having to shift our energy and shift our our patterns and shift our thought processes to navigate this newness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's a temporary newness, but what's on the other side isn't going to be like what it was before. The world's yeah. going to be different. So, you know, it's intense. And, and like you were saying, you know, spiritual people, empathic people, people who do spiritual work and are connected are feeling those impacts A lot more, Um, you know, and like you said, getting outside and breathing and and limiting your time watching the news or being on social media where it's depressing social media because there's also some uplifting social media that's happening. But, you know, like I only let myself check the numbers twice a day. Right now, like they you know to see to see where things are, just because I feel like knowledge is power for me, but sure. I don't want to be checking it hourly, I don't want to be spreading over the numbers that's not serving anything, so you know it's day yeah. by day learning to navigate this this interesting new world we're in temporarily,
1: mhm, and it's you know. fascinating a sidebar to that is you know I didn't. Well, my mother and father did, obviously, and many family. Uh, well, my mother and father would have been grandparent age anyway, but um, lived through World War II. Mm-hmm. And World War II, more than I mean, not to say Korea or Vietnam were not imperative, but it was it was a completely involved thing when we eventually got into World War II. Um, mm-hmm. They retooled everything, and you know, yeah. of course. We all know that was the beginning of the the military gaining more stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But let's just put that aside for any consideration and just see how America retooled for what needed to happen. And right. what has happened here that I am just like I keep wanting to shout it out with joy is that mm-hmm. the governor basically got a, a, a bunch of inoperable ventilators, a lot of them, um, yeah. We won't go into the dynamics of that, but he got it, and instead of freaking out, he went and got one of the industries that does things, and they've retooled to fix them, and they are all fixed, right? So mm-hmm. there's a whole industry that has shifted its focus from the technology that it was doing and right. what is happening with all the other things out there. I've noticed that it's shifting as we would call it, and I, I it is a, um, I have to, I want to use the correct word here. Instead of having a war with a country or a group of countries, an ideology, what we have done is we've gathered together this this shift, and we are projecting this um, energy to. Um, take care of the problem, to take care of the issues without being, um, and I think that's the part that I am impressed by. And, you know, some of the things that are coming up as um, statements and things, it's weird. It's like watching a really bad um, docudrama, Mm-hmm. of everything like layered over. Like if you took every bad situation that is of this nature and you layered it and then you made one gigantic film about it and you, you, you ha- it was, it, it's like watching that. And for me, I'm going, oh, my God, history, history that we know of has just congealed into one simple focus and situation yeah and it it can be very frightening and sometimes it is but it's also yeah. just like it's it's amazing I, you know i when i say that it's because i can't think of any other word to describe what we are actually watching in terms of leadership and that will then get us mm-hmm. to our, our our tarot card which is the emperor so i'm getting off my soapbox and handing it to you for you to discuss whatever is going oh. on with your mind and the emperor
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we're not just talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> no, we're not we doing that anymore. <laughs> we are, are are following along on our series of exploring the major arcana, and today we're discussing the Emperor card, um, which I can't remember. I you know, it's funny. I've been reading cards for a ridiculous amount of years, and I don't remember the numbers of the major arcana in connection to the cards. Uh-huh. He's so, four, darling. Uh, He's four. Four. So yes, the emperor is number four in the major arcana. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's a like Avira <laughs> was saying before we actually started the show is um, the emperor, the timing of the emperor is very interesting because of... The, what it represents and how it's very much connected to leadership and how, you know, certain, at least, okay, we're coming from a very United States centric um, uh, viewpoint here because we're in the United States. And I think even lower down, we're coming from a very California centric view- viewpoint because we're in California and also the County we live in. But the leadership I have witnessed in our County through this crisis and through our state government has been, amazing and um wise and um comforting but the leadership i've witnessed on a national level has been an embarrassment and terrifying so mm-hmm. you know the emperor card showing up right now is in our series is very interesting
1: mhm mhm yeah very much so yeah so and, you know, it's, um, well, it's, it's basically the iconic, the, the, the uh, symbology of the, the Rider deck is, uh, I was, I've been staring at the card. <laughs> and, I mean, if there isn't one thing that is glaring, it's that there are literally, one, two, three, four, five different um, imageries of the ram, because, of mm-hmm. course, astrologically this card is Aries, which is the first um, zodiacal sign in the zodiac wheel, but it is also the very first fire sign, so they call it cardinal. Um, and I'm just sitting here going, wow, I mean, other than the coloring and everything, that I've never really thought about it because when I read, I read from a different deck now, and it doesn't have um, that kind of of, you know, dramatization of that. It still has the, the necessary things that show that it's a leader and it's, you know, there's this this father figure kind of thing. But this one really is about Aries. So um, yeah. just curiosity, and again, this, this shows that sometimes we have glitches in our little memory bank. When is Aries? Isn't it
2: coming up? Yeah, we're in it right now. Okay. So Aries, Aries, it starts the spring equinox and goes until uh, you know April twentieth-ish, right? And then we move yeah. into Taurus. So yeah, we are um, we are in the depths of Aries right now. Interesting, because that yeah. that somehow it's really
1: you know prime fire. So I'm I'm thinking you know that's the the over and above talking about every little detail on this card uh, which we will get into in, in more depth but it's the idea that this card comes at a time when this is something that is actually happening and right. um, I find that as you said you showed you said it, good leadership and poor leadership right so. anyway back to you I'm you know kind of ping-ponging this I think
2: yeah um you know the, you said something interesting about um Aries and fire and all of that, which is absolutely true, and I think it's interesting because um I really associate the Emperor with air, and there's so much air imagery in his card um you know he's on a mountainside and and he's sitting on this cliff and he's on this throne and there's just so much air energy. Uh, You know, he's also not exactly very emotional. He's very rules oriented. Um, So, you know, I think it's, it's interesting to, uh, to see the the correlation in the emperor that is both fire and air. It's mm-hmm. like he's the bat and, and you know fire and air are the quote unquote masculine elements and he is the mm-hmm. epitome of of masculine energy. So, you know, it doesn't really surprise me that um we have those two things in, in here as the emperor's mm-hmm. card. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And obviously with the number being four, we'll go ahead and go back to that, it's the physical plane, it's the geometric correspondence to the square, which in three-dimensional becomes the cube. And um, interesting enough is that even though we can go into the actual geometry of that, the um, cube of Metatron, which, again, we are talking about another angelic realm, being but also a particular energy is that it is within that cube is a um, – it holds all these other elements and other a- aspects. And so using the four, which, you know, most of us talk about in more – again, we have different traditions, but the four elements, air, fire, water, earth – Um, You know, it becomes, and then the four causal planes and, you know, all these different uh, more esoteric aspects is that he is the epitome of the physical world. You know, he, he holds it, and he actually does hold a globe, a sphere, in his left hand. And what becomes a scepter, but it is very much the ankh, and depending on which card you're looking at it can be a long um, stem or a shorter one but that is life so you know the physical plane and life are
2: part right. of what he
1: holds so um, that kind of the numerology of it is is not necessarily just that it's got other layers that are part of it. hmm
2: Yeah, yeah. I also wanted, so in the deck that I use, which is the druid craft tarot deck, um, the emperor is actually called, let me flip to the page, because I want to read from the book here, but the emperor is the high priest. Oh, no, no, that's wrong. That's the hierophant. I'm lying. The emperor is uh, called the lord. The lord. Lord. And, um, you know, um, do you mind if I read a little bit from this book? Oh, no, go right ahead. Okay, cool. It's written by Philip and Stephanie Cargom, who are both, um, you know, well known in the Celtic world and Celtic paganism and Druidry. Um, They've written a million freaking books. And I just love this deck. It's illustrated by Will Worthington. It's my favorite deck. It's the one I always use, but it's a little bit different than a traditional Rider-Waite Symbology, because it uses a lot more Celtic symbology. But here, here's the, the stuff from this book, and then we can talk more about the Rider-Waite. Um, mm-hmm. The keywords for this card are masculine power, fatherhood, structure, authority, leadership, protection, boundaries, accomplishment, and order. Um, it says, a mature man, and this is describing the imagery, a mature man is seated in the traditional pose for this card with his legs crossed in the figure four position, symbolizing both the numerical value for this card and the sign for Jupiter, which I love. It's so interesting. He is seated on a throne of carved stone outdoors in a rugged mountainous region. He looks grave, but not stern. He is the archetypical father or pater familius. But he also represents the Lord as God in nature, and so he exudes a sense of masculine power, fertility, and virility. He wears a headdress of antlers with seven tines. This crown shows that the Lord, combined with worldly power, such as King Arthur, and the power of nature, such as Cornunos or herne or the Lord of Animals, His dress reflects the fact that he is the combined power of the king, law, order, and society with the powers of nature, marrying green and brown in the natural world with the gold and red of temporal authority. High in the sky above him, you see an eagle flying, represent the powers of consciousness, clarity, analytical thought. In one hand, he holds a staff symbolizing his authority. Um, On the staff is a Pictish symbol, which is a lightning rod, reminiscent of Jupiter's thunderbolt, showing him connected to the world of spirit, and that he is not afraid to make decisions that others might find harsh. With his staff, he leads and protects, but the land around him is dry, and the wind blows. He needs his consort, the lady, for life to flourish and blossom. Um, The significance of the Lord. Whereas the lady or the empress in a traditional deck represents passion, emotion, and motherhood, the Lord stands for thought, control, and fatherhood. Together, they may represent both our physical mothers and fathers, but also the great mother and father, God and goddess, who we see united in the lover's card. We need the characteristics of both of these figures in order to become mature and whole people. The numerological counterpart of the Lord is death, number 13, and this reveals to us the deeper aspect of the Lord in both his regal aspect as representative of law and in his nature aspect as Kornunos or the lord of the hunt. One of his tasks is to cull, punish, or exclude from boundaries. To protect his herd or his pee creative and destructive, so too does the God. Um, And then I like this little bit here. The message of the Lord is take control of your life, offer clear boundaries and firm boundaries to those who depend on you. Lead your life by being true to your values, and you will accomplish great things. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Well, it yeah, I really like that a,
2: version. Yeah,
1: well, and, I, you know, while you were doing that, I mean, I'm listening, but I was also reading one of the more, um, the the Rider-Deck version of what they talk about, and it's very male-dominated. It's a very uh, centrist point of reference. It is very part of, you know, the emperor and, you know, its it's dominion and, you know, the war-making power and the paternity and yada, 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 yada. And, of course, the opposite is loss of control, serious injury, mm-hmm. emotional immaturity, bondage. I think, you know, when I look at this in this version, okay, what I see is the, what is the, the depleted negative version of what's going on presently here in the United States. But what has been and what people want it to be is the upright position. When I hear yours, I'm listening and I'm going, but that is that is a balance of the energy. It, it talks about it in an understanding way that there has to be defined structure or boundaries, etc. but without forgetting the balance with the feminine, his partner, the empress
2: mm-hmm.
1: or right. the lady. And I think that we look at what's going on, isn't that what the, because these are major arcana cards these are the big principles when we're talking about the deck. They're not like you know will I ever go to you know college and you'd look up yes or no answers and most of them are going to be you know in the in minor arcana it's not day to day living it's um, it's the bigger picture and it's you've just given a much more balanced way to decipher the emperor as the right. card, as the representation. And I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Oh, no, sure.
1: Being very civil here. Because obviously there's a lot when these cards were put together and over the years have been modified or, or mm-hmm. you know shifted. It's esoteric and it's very a very masculine reference point, a lot of head stuff. And I think that's why... When I see this card and I see what we're talking about, and I hear the feelings and you know the empathic process, the feminine aspect of what we are experiencing, whether we're in a masculine body or a feminine body, or we don't you know we have a combination of everything um if you're sensitive you're that's the feminine, and you're dealing with this this energy, and I think that's why it can't be. Only control because when you control, you become
2: barren. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Well,
1: sitting here staring at because of the deck I have, I, I have, I use the Witches Tarot now, which is much more pagan, much more similar to your deck, similar to the deck. Mm-hmm. Um but from having done the Rider deck for many years, I went to the Hanson Roberts deck, and, of course, <laughs> there's two of them. You've got the king on the, you know, the, the, the king, the emperor sitting on a thing, and then you have actually a Roman emperor um, in the Hanson Roberts deck, and I'm sitting here looking at this going, boy, those two uh, ways of looking at, at it versus what you just described or even the way they have the emperor in The Witch's Tarot, which, I mean, he ha- he's not on the mountain, he's in the valley, and he has two young children that are playing in the field, and, you know, he has flowers that are blooming and, you know, that are around him, but it's the idea that his energy is looking out for his family, his community, his, you know, the, the, the people that he has in his, in his uh, realm, and I think that's really important for us to realize because a father figure in the way we as pagans tend to see it can be stern but not necessarily vengeful and ugly. And I think that's where we're seeing people show their 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 characters. And we've talked about the, the uh, how California and, the, and you know, what is happening here with the governor and what is happening in, in there, and you, you're seeing a shift. So I'm hoping for what we're talking about, it's not so political. It's more about pattern. It's a pattern we're seeing right now, and it's a pattern that's shifting. It may not shift as yeah. fast as we want it, which is, yes, we need to go back to a life we feel more comfortable in, believe me, there's a part yeah, of me that's absolutely. going you know like anything else I want to go back to what I did and what yeah. we all say when we're reading cards for people is that when it's something is ended something has changed so drastically you there's there is it's unable to go back you have to start anew and i think that mm-hmm. is what in the big picture I'm seeing, and this card is sort of showing that this is what we have coming forward, but right. I mean ostensibly it the uh the symbology, whether it's you know Paul Foster case with a an emperor sitting on a cube or they're sitting on a throne or whatever the 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 stone is immutable, but the human is mutable, right. All right. So, anyway, I will think we need to do a, a a little advertising break
2: here. Oh yeah, let's take our our break, and we'll be right back with more Emperor. Emperor.
0: Magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4:30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
2: Oh,
1: that was quick All and easy.
2: All
1: right. <laughs> Where would you like to go from here, my dear?
2: Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, maybe we should talk a little bit more about the writer weight imagery. Okay. We, you know, so we've talked about this before. Um, the writer weight imagery and the writer weight is a system that most other tarot decks are built from so um, although some of these specifics may be different um, and all that fun stuff it is mostly based off of this so it is interesting to look at if you don't use a rider weight deck but you use a system that was based off the rider weight look at the original artwork and how the interpretation of your deck may have changed or adjusted things and how that may change or adjust the meaning in this card. So everything has meaning. Every color, everything in the background, every little bit that shows up, it all has meaning. And in the, in the Rider-Waite system here we see, hes like Elvira said, he's on a ram-adorned throne. It's the symbol of Mars. It's the symbol of Aries. Um, in his left hand, he holds a scepter, which is shaped like an ankh, and there is he is. It is in his left hand, which is about you know the more masculine energies, the more um, uh, all all of the more directive type energies. And the the ankh is a symbol of eternal life. So there is a lot here about power and how he wields power. Um, you know, he's wearing a crown. He's in red. There's all of this yellow uh, imagery in the background. The you know the the mountainside is very yellow and orange. So all of these colors and specific things hold meaning. So it's important to look at that and see how that may look different and how that changes the meaning. Um, yeah. 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 Well. Yeah
1: and actually the in the Hebrew alphabet, it is hey h e h which actually means window and mm. so it's about window admits light, which is knowledge and air, which is the life, breath, and spirit into the house bath of personality so this is um, also sight the is the sense, and constituting intelligence and uh, it's you mm. know it basically again comes from. This is the esoteric, golden dawn, you yeah. know, uh, build it the added point of reference. So you, you kind of have to go with the that point that they're talking about, but it does have significance. You know, one of the things when I worked for a company that then put me in a subsidiary of what they did, it was windows and doors. Mm. And I was bored stiff because it was a small showroom and very little people came in except when outside salespeople brought their their customers and their clients in. But um, I was given the information at one point when I was complaining to some one of my metaphysical people is that, well, the windows are the eyes and the door is mm-hmm. the mouth. And mm-hmm. so we talk about our eyes being the window of the soul. So sight, you know, is uh, one where vision is important, where we have, you know, reconnaissance and watchfulness and inspection and examination. So that's why constituting Intelligence is about creating to constitute it, to make anything um, what it is, to frame or compose it. So, you know, again, we kind of go with, you know, that point of reference to create, but not in the creative sense. It's to work with what is existing and make it more. Right. So just to be a little bit more on the esoteric side of things. So um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: let's see, I'm trying to think.
2: Anything comes to mind quickly while I'm perusing my notes again? Um, You know, the one thing I thought would be important to say, I know a lot of people are doing spell work right now. I know a lot of people are, you know, invoking their spirits and their allies and their gods and doing magic, both for health and for, safety and for, you know, encouraging medical workers and you know all of that. And I think that there are these smaller threads of awareness that we all need to hold. Um and and I posted about this on social media, but one of those things that I think is really important is compassion. Um and it you know, it's it's and I may have said this on the radio show before, but I think it's important to invoke compassion in any spell work that you're doing right now. And I would say compassion from our leadership. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you live and the circumstances, I'm feeling my state leadership, you know, our governor is Gavin Newsom and he is doing an excellent job in my opinion of being compassionate and being ser- He is an excellent emperor. From you know, to, to fold it into what we're talking about today. My opinion <laughs> is our president is not being an excellent emperor, and he lacks compassion. So, you know, if you want to add some spell work or add another layer of complexity to the spell work you're already doing, you might consider using the emperor card as a way to connect to our federal government, to our federal leadership. Uh, you know, get a print out a copy of the emperor card and put our president's face in there, you know, cut it out and make it a representation of him and work magic for compassion from from our emperor, work compassion for doing the right thing and making better choices and, uh, and keeping the health and welfare of his constituents as his primary motivation and not money or the economy, but health and well-being. Uh, so, you know, it's a way to work with the emperor card from a spell or magical place um, on to to focus on where we are right now with this crisis that we're facing.
1: Exactly. And again, Mm -hmm. you know, at this point, we have an election that is coming Mm -hmm. up and to work on um, fair justice to keep the election on the boards and to to have it happen because the leadership – um, for what we have right now, there is a need for leadership that has compassion, that has an understanding uh, beyond the I and self. And, I, you know, we can work on trying to mellow what we have, but unfortunately um, when you hear the things this person says literally on television, video, whatever, not what he tweets yeah. because, again, that's another version of talking, but you, you, they, it's its its beyond what I would consider um, I don't want to say it's hopeless, but there's a lot of energy at this point that needs to go into, I believe, change of leadership as much as it is to try and mellow what we have while we're in the crisis we're in. So it's right. like there's a lot of things people can do over and above the personal safety and family and workers and and things because that's one level, but there's this other level and um especially while we're in this this particular time frame astrologically and I'm not even t- I'm not talking about the aspects and things that are going on. I'm actually just talking about the zodiacal sign because <laughs> we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the emperor, and this is the time of the emperor in the astrological sign zodiac wheel. Um, mm-hmm. Is that this is you know the full moon in this time frame is basically mm-hmm. the seed moon, the planting moon. So you know it is a feminine planet, it is a feminine energy. So to be able to plant that within the the emperor or Aries time frame makes a little bit more magic real, and do this. So um, I think that would be also wise to to suggest for people to do.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there is a lot. Like if, if you're, you know, to co- go back to our current circumstances for a minute, incorporate some of this emperor energy in it, it's a lot right now. And as we talked about sort of at the, the kickoff of the show today, if you're remotely sensitive or um, tapped in, you're probably experiencing some really difficult things to hold. Um, so, you know, a way to, to to work with some of that is to to take some action. And there's not a lot of action you can take when you're sheltering in place. So you got to find other ways to take action. And doing spell work and doing magic is a really great way to take action, and it doesn't require you to go anywhere or – um, you know, put yourself in physical danger or anything like that. And you can fold into a, a lot of groups that are already doing that work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Interesting you just said that.
1: You know, one of the things that um, a lot of people have done a lot of things to help in that. You know, we talked last week, I believe, about, um, oh, God, Laura, Zark, Zark-
2: Tempest, Zark-
1: yeah. Yes, Tem- Tempest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that she does sigil work. And I actually went after after we got off the phone And that evening, I went and got on her on a, a website where I could find different things she's done and mm-hmm. utilized them. I actually drew them out, and mm-hmm. I swear, I feel like we're back in biblical times. I put them on mm-hmm. the lintels of my doorway, you right. know, and I didn't write on them. I put them on paper, mm-hmm. and then I taped them. Um, Mm -hmm. for what I was looking for to, 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 and every time I open that door, I see it, I have it on one side or I have it on the, I have it on the other. So you can do that. Um, Mm -hmm. the other thing is to be able to realize that you, to do the rituals. You can make them as simplistic as possible or as fantastic as possible depending on what your supplies are. So having to run out to try and find something or buy it if you have things because I was actually thinking when you were talking is that when I was on Vision Quest, and you know when you mm-hmm. go on Vision Quest, technically you don't have very much. You have you right. and a limited amount of things that you can have. You can't be dragging around, you know, your the the cauldron and the, the wand mm-hmm. and the this is and the that's and the other things, you know, because you're also supposed to have something for food and you know water and things like that. So the the interesting thing is we are in a Vision Quest right now, and the Vision mm-hmm. Quest that each of us has is to be able to. To do something with who we are and what we have here in our yep. world, in our in our home, in our in our little space, to make this energy go forward—not just for ourselves and our families, which is very important—but yeah. also for the community we're in, and for the state we're in, and for the United States that we are in. You're also talking yeah. to someone whose family fought in the American Revolution, and I keep going up to my. Um, my mother's uh genealogy wheel which is interesting that i have this whole thing and i just keep looking and going okay you i am the epitome now of this group of energies that have come in mm-hmm. from this side and what can i do when fought mm-hmm. against tyranny and right. you know i'm not going out with the, the 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 musket with the ball and the and the uh whatever it is, the ammo thing that you do and all of that, I'm doing it in another way. And it's not necessarily going to be to, you know, death and destruction, but it's what can we do? And that's the vision quest that I'm putting out there for people. Yeah. And
2: well, and that's what witchcraft forward. is all about. It's working with what you've got in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. and when you have time to plan out a long and drawn out and fancy and perfect spell with all of the right things, because you went to all the right metaphysical shops and spent a hundred dollars for the herbs and blah, that's all lovely. But witchcraft is about working with what you got. So go go look through your spice cabinet. What do you have right now? Uh, mm-hmm. What would work in a pinch? Um, mm-hmm. You know. What, yeah. what can you do right now? What have you got right now? And, and work with that and let that be uh-huh. what it needs to be to add to the collective magic that's being worked right now. Because that's the
1: emperor. That's you taking mm-hmm. control and authority and dominion over your environment. Now, your environment is you and then your home and your family, but then you build. Because you as a person, or I as a person, have dominion over what's going on. It is very real. And I know that at times it feels very unreal, like we have no control. And it is very scary and frustrating. But that's why doing something, like we've talked about since this shelter in places happened and, and the, the show of self-care, and every time we've talked is about You know, being active in some form, doing something within the context of where we are because that's how it's going to, that's what the web is being woven on, period.
2: Right, right.
1: God, I feel like I've just done a whole soapbox there.
2: Yeah, it's good.
1: (laughs) You know, enthusiasm. It's, It's only because... Actually, now I have to say I'm sitting here in what is my dining room area, and the way my table is set up is it looks out these three tall windows that are facing what would be the street, but in a in a mobile home park, it's a small street, and you you know you can see everything. And I've been watching all these people going back and forth, you know, some coming to help some of the people in the different locations, and and then people walking and the the activity within the context is everybody's being respectful of distancing and all of that, but there's still activity going on. And it's it's interesting because it's letting me kind of get a feel because every once in a while, it's hard to look out and see no activity anywhere.
2: It's scary. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely weird.
1: Uh, Anyway, that uh, kind of, but it, as I say, this is a, a – and they go in complements. So obviously, as you've mentioned, the emperor is complement to the empress. Um, and what we have next week is going to be the Hierophant, which is number
2: five. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that is the complement of the high priestess. So mm-hmm. we have – you know, when I was learning um, – I was in theater and I was seeing my very – Important theater B.A., which to me is now hysterical because what do you do with a Bachelor's of Arts of Theater? But um, I had uh, some classes I took in film, and, and it was musical comedy and things like that. And the one thing they talk about is that when you have individual singers, like the, the lead male and female do their individual songs, which is what we've got when we get the high priestess and the Hierophant, the Emperor, and the Empress. They're separate songs. They are complementary. But when they Mm -hmm. finally sing together, literally Mm -hmm. sing together, then in writing that, that means they've become one. And, of course, one after the Hierophant is the lovers. So we are moving an energy into, you know, these individual, you know, empowerments then coming together as an empowered Couple, mm-hmm.
2: but then not mm-hmm. really
1: completely meshing, and I think that it feels like, honestly, to me right now, it feels like this is this journey we're taking as co-hostesses of this show with this group, this information is like watching how the flow of energy is actually moving mm-hmm. in the environments that we are in, be it local, state. Government and world.
2: Yeah, and you know what you just reminded me of too is we we talked about this in our other sessions, working through the major arcana, is that um, this is also a personal rite of passage energetic. So when we get when we get to the emperor this is all about understanding our own masculine energy this is about our connection and relationship to to our own masculine divinity and awareness of of our own boundaries and our own um, clarity with boundaries and where we may need to take on some of that more masculine energy. So there's also that very personal rite of passage in working with the emperor about your own, how you are showing up in leadership. And leadership doesn't mean you're someone's boss or you're a teacher or you're, you know, in the kind of global sense of leader, but you're the leader of your life. You are the only one in charge of your life. So how are you successfully taking ownership of that? Uh, what are you doing to lead your own life? And, and that's an interesting personal reflection of working with the emperor. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And yeah. that can be with, again, because a lot of things have been taken from us right now in terms mm-hmm. of how we have lived our lives and how we have experienced that taking leadership process you know, of going into a job or getting a job and, and doing the different things that we do. Right. It's become more uh, more uh, structured, bounded. It's, it's like we don't have those external. So sort of how are we doing that within the context? And, you know, maybe it's getting to know how to get on the frickin' Internet and do something with government funding and going through the steps that you normally Mm -hmm. wouldn't be doing or, you know, something of that nature. It's, um, you know, by by the time I finished what I did, I got off. Yeah, I had a hell of a, of of a, like a, it was like a, a energy headache, but I felt so flipping good that I had mastered this situation that it was, it was my personal, like, Oh, I did this. And I think those right. are the things that we need to look at as well on, mm-hmm. the, on a, on a smaller basis, because those are the, those are our personal victories, our personal control, dominion, and taking what we need forward.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, well, we've reached the end of our time. I noticed. Uh, I noticed. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you know, course. we'll be back next week and in the meantime, stay healthy and, safe and as mentally calm as you can in the, in the light of the world at the moment and we'll be back to talk about the Hierophant next week it'll be Definitely. fun
1: it will be, who knows how that will go
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, who knows we'll see
2: what next yep. week holds <laughs>
1: alright, well everyone have a good safe week and we will yes. see you back on the radio next week
2: bye, thanks for listening
1: thank you
0: On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Guion Raven, a big merry meet, and merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.